Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. The year's strongest typhoon leaves at least 17 dead and two injured in the Philippines. Typhoon Rolly also forced some 400,000 to seek shelter in evacuation centers. The National Disaster Risk Reduction and Management Council says more relief packs and temporary shelters are on their way to regions ravaged by the typhoon. The NDRMC is going to find ways to ensure that the local government will receive augmentation funding for the operation. The local government units, on the other hand, will continue to receive assistance from national government agencies. The support will be both financial and in-kind. The damage caused by the typhoon to infrastructure now pegged at 5.7 billion pesos. At least four people confirmed dead and one still missing in typhoon-ravaged Catanduanes. Governor Joseph Cua said 11,000 homes were damaged after the super typhoon hit eight of its 11 towns. There's still no electricity and the province remains isolated, with most of its roads still impassable due to debris from let's make that landslides and flash floods. The governor expects repair works will take as much as one month. He adds most of the local government's funds have been used up for its COVID-19 response. Ang alusan ng kabayan na pag-iusap ko, ay from relief goods. Ilang araw lang yan, ubus na eh. So, bagsak ang ekonomiya natin. Sana mag-aroon tayo ng program na Food for Works na kung saan yung mga taong walang trabaho, tumulong na maglinis ang kalsada kung dapat mabutok para ma-restore ng ating lugar. At bayaran natin ng pera or kahit pagkain na lang, kahit mga relief goods na lang ibayad natin para masustain naman ang pagkain. Teams from the Philippine Red Cross sent to bring relief supplies were only able to reach three towns. Meanwhile, Red Cross Chairman Senator Richard Gordon appealed to state insurer PhilHealth to pay its debt so the funds can be used for relief operations. This says PhilHealth still owes the Red Cross nearly 500 million pesos for COVID-19 tests. I'm not exactly barging on their door, uh, you know, turning over tables at uh, PhilHealth. We don't want to do that. We want to give them the time uh, so long as they can pay kahit 100 million uh, every three days or every two days. We're willing to live with that so long as uh, we will get paid because our finances will be a kilter mm. uh, because you have this big disaster and some of the money we have to advance. Usually the, the local society will advance. If we get that money from PhilHealth, we can uh, continue with the drive. At least one person has died in Gigmoto in, in Catanduanes. The mayor is now appealing for help, preparing food or make that fearing food and other essentials may run out soon. Mayor Vicente Tayam Jr. posted his plea on social media, saying their municipality is currently isolated as landslides blocked major thoroughfares while most motorboats were destroyed during the typhoon. He adds communication lines and power that's still down. Tayam shared photos of Typhoon Rolly's devastation, showing destroyed homes and toppled trees and damaged roads. 
Right. The governor of Albay denies reports quarrying operations caused the rock and mudslide that buried dozens of houses in the town of Genubatan at the height of Typhoon Roli. Environment Secretary Roy Simato has suspended quarrying operations around Mayon Volcano after initial reports showed quarry operators left their stockpiles in, of big rocks in the middle of rivers. These rocks were then washed away by floodwaters, along with lahar from the volcano flattening homes and killing at least three people in Ginubatan. But Governor Al Francis Bichara says the mud flow was caused by the accumulation of volcanic debris from Mayon Volcano. The governor also says the suspension of quarrying operations may worsen the economic fallout from the pandemic. I doubt it because uh, no operator, you know, it's always raining. Mm -mm. So no operator will stockpile in the middle of the river mm. and put it on the side. It's a rainy season. I see They should have conducted an investigation mm -hmm. first before they decide on something. But nevertheless, we will follow. There's no problem with that. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte fires back after being heavily criticized for being a no-show during the onslaught of Typhoon Roli. Addressing the nation on Monday, Duterte said he was home in Davao City for the All Saints Day and All Souls Day weekend. The president visited typhoonate areas when the weather cleared up on Monday afternoon. Uh, okay lang. Kami may, may mga patay. Kailangan umuwi kami doon sa amin. Ngayon, nandito na ako. Yung sabi na wala ako dito kasi wala na sa probinsya. So, what's the problem? The fact na wala ako nandito sa pagbagyo. They want me to stand doon sa White Sun Roy, si Mato. The hashtag Nasaan ang Pangulo or Where is the President trended on social media after Duterte skipped Sunday's briefing on Typhoon Roli with his cabinet officials. Duterte was accused of sleeping on the job, but many of his supporters also defended him online. President Donald Trump and his Democratic challenger Joe Biden making their final pitch to voters one day before the November 3rd election. Trump spent his final campaign day sprinting through five battleground states. In Michigan, his last stop, the Republican president dismissed the poll numbers showing Biden in the lead. This will be the most important election in the history of our country. It's going to set a course. It's going to go one way or it's going to go another. And if it goes the other way, it's going to be a, a terrible thing. We're going to win it. We're winning all over. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea. We see the real numbers. They're supposed to be way ahead, right, in the early voting. You know, then we catch them on election day. I don't know, for whatever reason, that's the way it is. We voted on election day. As for Biden, he took his final battle for leadership to Pennsylvania where he wooed black voters and called Trump a loser who wanted to divide Americans. Biden also held a drive-in rally in Pittsburgh alongside singer Lady Gaga. Trump doesn't want y'all voting. He doesn't want Americans voting. He thinks only wealthy folks should vote. 
And when America votes, though, America will be heard. When America's heard, the message is going to be out loud and clear. It's time for Donald Trump to pack his bags and go home. Go home. The Senate has begun its investigation into allegations of red tagging by the Philippine military against some lawmakers and celebrities. Our correspondent Katrina Domingo joins us with the latest. Katrina, what else can you tell us? Termina, National Task Force and local Communist Armed Conflict spokesperson Lieutenant General Antonio Parlade Jr. categorically denied before senators that he has red tagged at least three celebrities who have been vocal in speaking about women's rights and social issues, especially online. Lieutenant General Antonio Parlade Jr. told the Senate Committee on National Defense and Security that he has never red tagged uh, Kaplamilia actresses Liza Soberano and Angel Luxine, as well as Miss Universe 2018 Catriona Gray. Now, the question, Carmina, was raised as the Senate panel began looking into how several celebrities were being linked to the communist insurgency after speaking about women empowerment and Filipino rights in different platforms and fora. Now, as we remember, Parlade earlier accused uh, Angel Luxine's sister, Ella Colmenares, of being, quote, part of the underground movement, and the general even claimed that Luxine's sister operated in Quezon, especially in Polillo Island. Now, the same military official also called on Soberano and Gray to cut their ties with Gabriela, a group pushing for women's rights in the Philippines, saying the organization is one of the many fronts of the communist movement. Now, uh, also on social media, Parlade also warned Soberano that she may end up dead, like another woman who, was, who allegedly joined the Communist Party of the Philippines through Gabriela. Now, those remarks on social media prompted Senator Grace Poe to ask the military officials what, um, if Soberano said anything that might have put her life in danger. And Parlade, in, uh, uh, in a surprise move, has blamed netizens for red-tagging the actress. Parlade told senators, that Soberano did not say anything about being endangered for speaking in that Gabriela forum, but, quote, it's the netizens who tagged her as a terrorist. Parlade says netizens are to be blamed for the red tagging of celebrities, saying that he has been informing netizens that it is unfair to red tag Soberano and other actresses or celebrities who have been very vocal about uh, several um, issues and several movements in the country. Fermina, as of now, the committee hearing is still ongoing and senators are still pressing military officials about the red tagging, not only of celebrities, but also of activists, as well as several party list lawmakers in the country. Fermina. Yes, just one question for you, Katrina. Was he ever asked about his definition of what red tagging is? Uh, that question was not asked uh, directly to Lieutenant General Parlade, but was asked to various resource persons. Now, um, the red tagging basically is referring, according to the resource persons, is referring to the linking of several individuals to the communist movement, which traditionally has been using the color red in its flags and its symbols. Uh, military officials have been telling senators that it was the communist rebels themselves who have been red tagging themselves as a form of a strategy to gain support from uh, from Filipinos, especially from the younger ones who are very social media savvy. Fermina. Very interesting. Katrina Domingo there joining us on the line. Thanks, Katrina, and you keep safe.
Back here in the newsroom, media giant ABS-CBN looking into the taking down of the YouTube channels of its news platforms Tuesday morning. The ABS-CBN News and the ABS-CBN News Channel accounts have become inaccessible due to an alleged violation of YouTube's terms of service. Links to previously posted videos now say the content is unavailable. ABS-CBN is now investigating the incident and is currently working with the platform to resolve the problem. The network was forced to go off after or off the air after lawmakers denied the network's bid for a new franchise in July over alleged violations. In the meantime, viewers can access the latest news online through DZMM Teleradio's YouTube page. The Philippine ambassador to Brazil caught on video abusing her Filipino domestic helper now back in the country. The Foreign Affairs Department says Ambassador Marichu Mauro arrived late Monday night. The DFA had recalled Mauro after the abuse was reported by Brazilian news media. Several labor groups intend to file a case against her. Mauro has yet to issue a statement. Her 52-year-old helper from South Cotabato, meanwhile, returned to the Philippines last week. Multiple gunmen opened fire at six locations in central Vienna Monday, killing at least two people and wounding over a dozen others. As this report tells us, the country's chancellor is calling the shooting a terrorist attack. A manhunt is underway for several suspected perpetrators of what the Austrian government is calling a terror attack in Vienna after gunmen fired shots at six locations on Monday Starting near the city's central synagogue, Austria's chancellor said on Twitter, quote, police will take decisive action against the perpetrators of this hideous terrorist attack. The country's interior minister called the attackers, quote, heavily armed and dangerous. Vienna's mayor said that 15 people were being treated in hospitals and that seven were in serious condition. Police also said that they had shot and killed one of the attackers. Authorities gave no indication of the identity of the assailants or a reason for the attack. Jewish community leader Oskar Deutsch said on Twitter that it was not clear whether the Vienna synagogue and adjoining offices had been the target of the attack and said they were closed at the time. In recent years, Austria has been spared the sort of large-scale attack seen in Paris, Berlin and London. President Emmanuel Macron of France, which has seen two deadly knife attacks in Paris and Nice in recent weeks, issued a statement on Twitter expressing shock and sorrow, saying, quote, This is our Europe. Our enemies need to know who they are dealing with. We won't give in to anything. So far, no Filipino has been reported hurt in the shooting incident in Vienna. That's according to the Philippine Foreign Affairs Department, citing a report from the Philippine Embassy in the Austrian capital. Officials add the embassy continues to monitor the situation and remains in touch with members of the Filipino community there. Philippine factory activity falls in October as the economic fallout from the pandemic persisted. The country's IHS market manufacturing PMI fell to 48.5 from September's 50.1. This signals a contraction as it fell below the 50 mark, which separates expansion from contraction. Firms here at home saw a renewed fall in new orders amid ongoing business closures and weakening client demand. But business confidence remained positive amid hopes of higher production in the year ahead. As for other Southeast Asian countries, Thailand and Indonesia's factory activity improved, while Vietnam and Malaysia's manufacturing PMI also fell last month.
And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Play back the interviews too on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on ANC.